Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. for this, and it is not anything like we were fatigued with uh, podcasting or lost our love of Star Wars. Um, unfortunately, we have to begin today's episode with some really sad news. Uh, our beloved Papa Bear has uh, has had some medical issues that, uh, that has kind of stopped him from being able to uh, participate as much as he'd like. Um, any... Uh, Whatever your personal belief system, any prayers, thoughts, or as the Native Americans like to say, white energy that you want to send his way and to his family would be very much appreciated. Um, suffice to say, it's a, it's a very difficult time. And uh, we're thinking about you, Papa Bear. We love you. And uh, I don't know how we're going to run a show like this without you because you were the funny one. Well, Tim's not the funny one, that's for sure. No. I mean, Tim's the, the smart one is what I meant by that. And I'm Jim. Hello there. So, yeah, any, anything to add to that, Tim? No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, keep on, keep on going, keep on, uh, sending messages to, to Papa Bear here as much as we can, as much as, uh, just to share everything and. Yeah, I've I've had some people ask me about the you know, send me messages about like what's happening with the podcast and um um yeah, I did want to share that yeah, it was it was not a small thing that, that kept us from recording. We uh we just had other things, you know, bigger priorities, which is to say Papa Bear. Um and yeah, we're we're hoping that uh that Papa Bear will be able to come on here uh again soon. Be awesome. In the meantime, huh? I said that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would. Uh, and I did see him um, about a week ago. I went and visited with him at his house, and uh, that was nice. So, but yeah, like I said, prayers, thoughts for him and his family are very much uh, welcome. And out of respect for his privacy, you know, I, I did want to say why, you know, it was important, but not really go into details of what was going on. Uh, just that uh, we love you, Papa Bear. And we're yes, we're uh, we're missing you, buddy. All right. In the meantime, as far as uh, our podcasting responsibilities go, there's been a lot of Star Wars since we last got on this thing. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's a it's a funny thing because a few days ago, um, my I, my I was talking on the phone with my brother, um, who has been on this a couple of times on our podcast here. Um, and I was on the phone with him and, uh, he goes, oh yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait for, for Wednesday when Bad Batch season three comes out. And I went, what? Oh yeah. Because I hadn't realized it was coming this close, you know, and as much as I, I do go on Disney plus frequently, um, my kids watch Disney plus and I didn't even realize that this season was, was this close. Yeah, so I, I guess we should mention that we're recording on uh, Sunday, February the 18th. And yeah, Bad Batch season 
three. It's third season. It's final season. I know that. This is the third or fourth season. Season third. three, the final season. Yeah. So it will begin. Uh, yeah, February the twenty-first, which is Wednesday, as Tim has being, just said. Being called the final fight. The final fight. Well, we ended on the very, uh, you know, down note where it appears pretty conclusive that Tech did did die at the end of. Did uh, I? Is that a spoiler? Oh well. Um, but I, I, like I said, it appears that way. You know, with Star Wars, there's always the uh, if you don't see the body. Yeah, we never. But um, the I think that that was pretty pretty much a done deal. And the reason you don't see a body there is because it's still kind of a kids show. Um, yeah, it's trying to, well, that's kind of, mm -hmm. keep going, sorry. I was going to say, it, you know, like most Star Wars, it tries to bridge a gap between adults, you know, entertainment, the term adult entertainment's very limited, but I mean, entertainment for adults and for children. Um, and so, yeah, that, that might be their way of, uh, of having a character just check out. I don't think if we saw any other major deaths on, uh, we did see quite a few major deaths in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, yeah we a... saw Jedi die and all kinds of sad stuff. Yeah, hmm. one of the big ones in this was uh, with Lama Su. Because um, at first oh, we the... thought that he was he was gone during season one and didn't happen. Well, the well, you remember episode one of Bad Batch? Um, uh, shoot, Kanan's uh, master was Baba. Um, yeah, Depo Balaba. Depo Balaba. Yeah, that, we saw that. That was rough. Uh, we saw yeah. Depo Balaba's fate during Order 66, and that was uh, that was rough. Yeah, I rewatched that episode earlier this week, um, or last week, and it was... What, did you feel like just having a good cry? <laughs> yeah, it was a big bummer. It was a right. great episode. You know, I've, I've been trying to listen to or watch some of these episodes leading up to the podcast, and, and I'm just reminded, this show really, really is well done. Um, it is. Um, this, this new watch that I just did on it, you know, has me very excited um, about season three. And just the stuff that's coming forward with it. Um, I, there's so many things that I'd forgotten and then remembered as they came up. And it was... Oh, I, I, I'm tempted to say, let's, let's hold that thought because we, this is a really unstructured uh, podcast today. We, uh, we didn't have a lot of prep time. Like, like I said, you know, behind the scenes of our certain point of view, there's been a, a lot of uh, stuff going on. Um, not recording, but uh, stuff going on, you know, in our personal lives that, that uh, has taken priority. So today, though, we did want to, you know, make sure that we got some podcasting done, especially with the new season of a new Star Wars show or, you know, Bad Batch coming out. But I'm, this is my suggestion, Tim, and we're scripting on the fly here. Yeah, that's a shock. Um, I think we should do our countdowns, do our news, uh, and then... Um, Talk about uh, Ahsoka. We never really did get a chance to, to break down Ahsoka like we had planned to. Um, but, you know, talk about that a little bit. Then talk about expectations for Bad Batch. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right. Well, then the next step would be news, right? I think we're on news. Um, so I have a Star Wars. Oh, you good? Well, this is non-Star Wars news, but it is uh, it is relevant to our show. 
Um, you know, we've been uh, supporting and supported by the Riff for a long time by Gordon. Uh, Gordon, I was kind of sad to hear this, but I understand it because he's also had stuff going on in his personal life. He um he announced last week that he's probably going to uh, officially uh, close the Riff. It's a shame. I used to do you know what episodes on there called Jim's Corner, and I really enjoyed doing that. It's mostly music history stuff, like dealing with uh, Generation X music. That's the whole theme of the podcast. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he's going to have to shut it down because you know. Life gets in the way, as they say, and yeah. so we, and we might be and saying Spotify themselves, right? Um, they're removing the they're removing the option to include music in your podcast. Oh, maybe that's yeah. why he made the announcement. I was thinking because I knew he had taken on a new uh, a new job. He switched jobs in his right, regular which life. Slowed down his, his podcast, but yeah, they announced yeah. the removal of that. Um, cause I read up on that cause I was, I was actually recently prepping first episode of a, of a podcast my brother wanted to do, um, which was music based and we have to rethink how we're going to approach it. I'll have to contact Gordon cause now I'm curious. Um, I assumed it was a time issue and I, like I said, I, I shot him a message and said, Hey, I'd, I'd be willing to, you know, do one mess, uh, Try to do one one a week because it, it's pretty easy to put together a rip episode. It's more about trying to figure out uh, you know good themes for the show. But there's not a lot of talking. Yeah. It's mostly a music show. Um, but I didn't hear yeah, back from him, so that's hmm. that is going away for now. So that's that's my news is that the riff, uh, yeah, is tentatively done. Dun dun dun. Oh, well, and I love the riff. I actually still go back and listen to episodes of it all the time. All right, what about Star Wars news, Tim? Well, the Star Wars news is is not really anything new. Um, when we'll get into some of the stuff in countdowns, which will kind of flow right through, but um, our first uh, countdown is, is our first piece of news. So we are 76 days away from Star Wars Day. Um, on I'm May fourth, yeah, which means we are seventy-five days away from the twenty-fifth anniversary theater release. The actual twenty-fifth anniversary is is sixteen days later, but um, they're gonna re-release in theater Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, um, starting on May third and going through the. It's like it's most of May, I think. Um, if I remember correctly, the the release the original release date was May nineteenth, and um, sorry, <laughs> some dead air there. Uh, was May nineteenth uh, in nineteen ninety nine, and so starting May third, it will be back in theaters. So you know where I'll be. Excellent. So, no, we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I know what we're doing. I actually don't know what you're doing, but I know I'm going to go to GalaxyCon in uh, Richmond, Virginia. The um, it's sad that so my daughter, who you know, my my Star Wars buddy, um, she wanted to get GalaxyCon tickets uh, for me and her as a part of it was my 
birthday present from last year, actually. Um, that's how long this is, she's been planning this. Um, but she asked me, she was trying to like, do it with like revealing that that's what the present would be. But it's kind of hard because she's asking questions like, so out of these you know, five celebrities, who would you really want to meet the most? And one of them was, um, uh, shoot, uh, one's Peter Cullen, you know, the Optimus Prime voice. Uh, yeah. One of them, um, several from Star Wars. But then she said Carl Weathers. I was like, oh, it's Carl Weathers. Out of all of them. I mean, as much as I love Star Wars, I know he's not, you know, not, didn't have a huge role in Star Wars, but I mean, it's Carl Weathers. It's Paulo Reed. It's, you know, Predator, you know, Arrested Development. Um, oh, shoot, what was it? Happy Gilmore. I'm like, yeah, it's got to be Carl Weathers. And then, you know, such sad news that he passed away a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's gonna kind of cast a shadow on GalaxyCon. But um, you know these names better than I do. Is it Matt Lan- Lantern? I always forget his name. Who does the voice of um, Anakin Skywalker from Clone Wars? Yeah. Um, lightsaber. <laughs> um, the guy who what's who's the guy who does the voice of Obi Wan? Uh, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. Um, I think. Both of them and um, Ashley Eckstein will be there, and I think the three of them are doing like, like you can get pictures with all three of them. Oh, um, that's cool. That is cool. Um, I think Cara uh, uh, Dune. What, what's that actress's name? Um, she's supposed to be there now. They're saying. Um, which I'd like to meet her. I know there's some controversy around her, but uh. I, I loved her character so much. I, yeah, well, you know, that the one, interesting. Gina Carano. Gina right. Carano. Um, one of the most my most favorite Star Wars scenes is when she's having that that face off with that Imperial officer, and he's got the hostage, and he starts talking about blowing up Alderaan, um, and just how you know she just takes him out, and yeah. that that is, ah, uh, uh, I get feels just thinking about that scene. So regardless of what people think about the actress, um. I loved her character. I hate the, that her character's not, I guess, coming back. Although I saw a rumor that they were talking about she would come back, but I, I can't see how that could be true with the way Disney and, and her kind of public feud. So I'm talking um, rumors, not news. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, there have been some changes at Disney. Well, there, I guess there were, there were some changes and then some changes back. So... Yeah. Never really know. Well, do you have other news? I'm gonna look up the GalaxyCon people for Richmond, Virginia. I know they just yeah. were, and um, what was the other ones you were looking at? Uh, Columbus, Ohio, already passed. It was like two months ago. Raleigh, North Carolina, is coming up in July, so there's a little while before that. And the guest lists yeah. are often the you know similar, but never the same. Um, so let me see who's at the Richmond one. If you find yourself in the Mid Atlantic area, East Coast Mid Atlantic area. Well, MacGyver's um, going to be there. MacGyver's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito, he was there last year. Remember that? Or was that the year before? Glenn Mac. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce him. German, the, the Emperor. Katie Sackoff. That was the one I was wrestling with. It was uh, meet Katie Sackoff or meet. um um. Uh, Carl Weathers, but I was like, it's got to be Carl Weathers. Holy cow, Dolph Lundgren, 
Gina Carano, like we said, Brent Spiner. Remember we met him before, and he, he before. told him how to be a human. <laughs> yes, he did. That was an awesome. What a great guy. What a, just, yeah. just uh, he talked to us for a long time, you know, without making it feel like there was any imposition at all. Like it felt like we were just hanging out with a guy. It was awesome. Uh, Ron Perlman, so Hellboy himself. Um, I love Ron Perlman. You know Ron Perlman. He he looks like a caveman, which is what gets him roles like, uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy and Hellboy. But uh, in real life, the guy's apparently exceptionally intelligent. He speaks fluent French. He, you know, even he's raised in um, Brooklyn, I believe. But just, I find him to be a fascinating guy in real life, though. There's another one I'm super excited about. Patrick Warburton. Did you know that? No. Patrick Warburton. Cruddy from uh, from uh, Seinfeld. Uh, also played the Tick. Uh, he's Joe on Family Guy. Um, I love Patrick Warburton. Uh, the character David Cruddy, even though... Why do I know so much random trivia? He only appeared in 11, I believe, Seinfeld episodes. Is still one of the most recognizable Seinfeld characters. So, anyway, yeah, love this. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the a lot of these names I do not know, but I bet you would. Uh, there's a lot of um voice actors here. Uh, Jaleesa White. Now you know who that is. Can I do that? Oh, circle. Uh, okay, I'm not too excited about that. Uh, one I am very excited about is a lady by the name of Emily Swallow. You know who that is? Uh, you say Swallow? Uh, the Armorer. The Armorer, that's correct. Um, Daniel Logan, who played uh, young Boba Fett in the movies. Uh, Matt Lanter, I already said. Paul Sung, uh, Paul Sung Hyung Lee. Who um, is the uh, the uh, X-wing pilot we see in the Mandalorian every now and then? Um, he's been in some other stuff, but I can't and remember. And Ahsoka. Oh, I think he's playing Uncle Iroh in the uh, new live-action um, Airbender that they're making. Huh. I think I'm excited about that show. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know. The first yet. one. The 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 cartoon series was was incredible and then that first live action movie well currently the only one was not incredible well i'm um, worried I, no the movie was not but i'm i'm worried that they can't make it better right that's not yeah. to say avatar was was perfect but i don't know that 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 show could be made better than it was i mean it's perfect for that show yeah um um, uh, and that's what makes me worried about uh, this show coming out. I'm excited about the Avatar live action, but it, it can be maybe as good as, but I can't imagine it being better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there will be some, some nice points where, you know, some of the anime effects won't be there, so it'll be a, a different style with that. So maybe that'll have a, a – and I don't mind the anime effects, but – and facial expressions and all that, so maybe it'll it'll improve in that sense or be different, better. Yeah. Or whatever. We'll see. Um, the only thing I read about it was they, you know, how they they make these headlines that are designed to generate controversy, 
And one of the headlines about the making of the new Airbender movie was that, uh, are, are they going to go too politically correct on this? And it's like, what? And when you read it, uh, Sokka, you know how he would always say, he'd always make these little snide comments about women. But like, yeah. ah, women can make the food, I'll do the fighting and stuff like that. Um, they said that they're toning that down for the movie. I'm like, I don't think that's that controversial. I mean, I I didn't care about the comments either because I just thought that was his character. You know, he was kind of he was kind of dumb, and that was the, it made it funny because that especially was part when of it. and and he learned that lesson too. Yeah, well, like the Avatar top, already like, has that built in when he shows up and meets with uh oh gosh, what was her name? Tough. No, well, Toph too. No, no, no. But that's not when he learned his lesson, though. Um, the sister. Toph. He learned the all those. They were all. They were all women. They wore blue. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they later became allies. Yeah. Yeah, I know and, who you're talking about. But that's um, the, he ended yeah. up, He ended up falling for her, and she was, and and that's he learned all his like, oh, the girls can fight too, <laughs> like from well, that's from what, that moment. One of the things that made Avatar so incredible was it taught some genuine life lessons and it did it really organically meaning like they just told a story and these characters evolved and you saw it, it and it was it a natural thing yeah it is in my opinion we've talked about this my what i think is the biggest failing of last jedi is they made it so it was it was when all the women were lined up in avengers endgame too like it was so yeah, forced just... Yeah, and I was like, we've yeah. been watching them do battle. Like they were great. Never thought about it. Scene, no, as much as it's a great picture and could have been a good movie poster, it didn't actually need to be a scene in the movie with all of them standing there together. They yeah. were phenomenal, all in their battles, and even in the little spots where they helped each other out, they were phenomenal. Um, well, and we talked and, about and, that in uh, the season finale of I think it was season two of Mandalorian, where you know the the crazy fight scene going through. Uh, to the Star Destroyer, and you know, you're halfway through the fight scene before I'm like, you know, this is an all-female fire team doing this. Like, that's the way you do it. Like, you don't just throw it in people's faces, it just comes together, and it's like, okay, you know, and, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't want to get on that, though. So, well, but, Avatar, but, Avatar did it. I mean, the whole basis of Avatar was very, very specific diversity, and... Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, well-done show. So yeah. hopefully the movie can... I don't know, we'll see. Uh, some other names, this I don't get, because I... Now, I've only gone to one convention thing before, but I thought that there was kind of a theme to it. So I thought GalaxyCon, the theme is like sci-fi, you know, slash fantasy type stuff. Um, But like some of these guys, like Corbin Burnson, uh, yeah, is coming. Isn't he like the Law and Order guy? Like I didn't, I never would have thought of him associated with sci-fi. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips is going to be there, which you know that's cool as a Gen Xer, but I think Young Guns when I see Lou Diamond Phillips, Anthony Michael Hall is going to be there. That's awesome because one of my favorite movies is Weird Science. I um, mean, of course, Breakfast Club. Now he could fall into sci-fi because he also did the series The Dead Zone. Um. I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, there was another one that... Oh, now this is good sci-fi, though. Edward James Olmos will be there. Yeah, that's what I was about to, to tell you. I didn't know if you saw that. 
Yeah, Captain of the uh, Battlestar Galactica. Um, yep. So the uh, another one is Cristo Fernandez, which is uh, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, he played Admiral Adamos uh, Adama, um, Apollo's father in the in the. But Cristo Fernandez is the actor from the TV show uh, Ted Lasso. Um, he's the, the guy from Mexico in the show. He's from Mexico, and he always, you know, football is life. Um, very awesome, positive character. But Another again, one, not, um, not sci-fi. I don't know if you follow or not is uh, was Arthur Darville. I know is going. Um, that is. He plays Rory in uh, some seasons of Doctor Who. Yeah, so if you look at last year, um, there was some pretty big. Uh, there's a pretty big Doctor Who presence. Um, so, for those that are that are in that area, they'll they'll be able to see somebody else. Yeah, David Tennant last year. Um, Peter Cullen, Doctor Stein, Ashley Eckstein, who's the voice of Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Uh, I think I'd already mentioned them. Um, okay. The rest are voice actors, which some of them, most of them, I, I have no idea who they are. Dave Willis, which is kind of funny, from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, <laughs> so, and Gary Means, who uh, also Aqua Teen Hunger Force plays a Frylock, which uh, I love that. James Arnold Taylor, we already talked about, and Matt we already mentioned. So, yeah, you can get a good picture taken, or at least meet, um, you know, three of the most important characters from Clone Wars. Yay. Yay. I, that's all I got about GalaxyCon. Other than, uh, oh, my daughter bought this, uh, well, actually her boyfriend bought it for her as a Valentine's Day present. Um, I forget what they're called. What, what are the, the, the high-end series Star Wars, like, prop tech stuff you buy? Black series. The Black Series. I guess that's what this is. The Black Series Mandalorian helmet. This thing is friggin' cool. Um, like, when you see it, I mean, it looks real. It's plastic. But, like, when you look inside of it, it's it, the inside looks real. Um, it, it, the thing is cool. It feels solid in your hands, even though it's plastic. Um, so she, uh, she's trying to put together a Mandalorian costume. Um, that how long ago, like seven, eight, ten years ago, something like that? Papa Bear actually 3D printed me some uh, Mandalorian gauntlets. And so she uh, got those out of storage and started cleaning them up. And now she's going to see if she can uh, make a front from the, you know, some, a few more armor pieces and go as a Mandalorian this year. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I think that's it for my Galaxy Con news. anything uh not for no not for galaxy Con. no other news well, um there's really is. not a lot of other news really it's it's countdown season but the countdowns aren't much um outside of uh star wars day and and the re-release of episode one um the next one is what we say today is sunday we're three days away from uh wednesday the the 21st, which 21st, is Bad yeah, Season that's 3. Um, we do know a couple of things that are happening this year. The Acolyte is supposed to be coming out. Um, I don't think I'd realized before that it's a, a straight-to-Disney-plus movie. Um, so 
just had it in a theater film. Maybe I did, but I don't. I don't think I had that marked anywhere. I think I just knew it was a movie. So that'll be straight to Disney Plus. Um, also, we said this all last year too, but releasing this year is Star Wars Skeleton Crew. We don't know when. Um, and that's the only thing. I mean, we we know we've talked about them on the podcast before. The other movies and directors of movies, but not specifics of movies that are coming out in the next, you know, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, twenty twenty eight. We don't know when yet, so not a lot to give specific countdowns on right now. Um, well, then, I guess it's time to talk about Ahsoka and then talk about some Bad Bat predictions. Yeah. So, we did cover episodes one and two of Ahsoka in the last podcast we were able to do, and that's been obviously a few months, but Ahsoka's been over a couple months now. Um, yeah, Bob, like, how would you rate the series, Tim, in general? Let's be vague at first, and then maybe drill in on some of our favorite moments. So, we are going to be spoiling, you know, so if you haven't seen the series yet, well, go watch it. You know, put, press pause on the podcast, watch the entire season one Ahsoka, and then come back and hit play again. Yeah, same day. Um... So How would you rate overall, it? Overall, I, I thought the show was great. Um, I yeah. found it very entertaining. I don't have... Well, we'll get into we'll get into specifics in a minute. <laughs> right? You want vague, right? Um, I guess so. Yeah, great. so overall... You're saying you liked it? Is that all I'm getting? I did. Okay, yeah. I, I liked it very much as well. Um... I guess what I liked most about it was the, honestly, I, I thought it was very well character driven, meaning that, you know, what made me want to tune in each week, not only that it was Star Wars, was that the characters they introduced, particularly, unfortunately, Valen Skull. Um, and I, I love Valen Skull's character. Um, and that, why that's unfortunate is because Ray Stevenson, the man who played Balen School, passed away right after they finished filming all this, like uh, right before it released, I think, um, or around the time it re- was released. And so he can't reprise that role. There's been a lot of debate on, you know, whether they would recast it or somehow write the character out. I do hope they recast it. Um, I, I don't think that would be disrespectful to. Um, the, the memory of Ray Stevenson because right. everywhere you look on Star Wars, like, you know, Star Wars fans are some of the most, uh, you know, argumentative people and, the, you know, that you'll ever meet. And one of the reasons I love them um, and hate them, uh, you know, they, they argue over everything, um, which is why we always, you know, plug, hey, we're looking for positive talk about Star Wars. But I never saw anything negative about Valen Skull's character or about the acting done by Ray Stevenson. I saw nothing but people like, oh, man, this guy's amazing. This character's amazing. I want to know more about this character. Um, so much speculation about his history and how he knew Anakin and stuff like that. Um, so that was one thing that seemed like all Star Wars fans seemed to come together on is that they loved this character. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned last uh, episode, ever since I said it, I was like, uh, oh, I need to correct that next time we record, and we never did. I mentioned that um, 
the Irvin and Shin are the names of the um, the wolves that start uh, Ragnarok in, in Nordic uh, legends. I want to make sure people knew. I know it's not the names Balin and Shin. It's the names Skull and Hati that are the names of the wolves. Because so, I'd said, yeah, Balin and Shin are the wolves. No, it's Skull and Hati are the wolves, but that's their last names in the show. So there's a little uh, little correction. So what, what are some favorite moments? What are some takeaways? What did you learn? What was the best? What was the worst? Um, the The... World Between Worlds was very interesting to see, um, and the way that was handled, I, I I enjoyed it. I didn't have any issues or concerns with it. There were, um, and I'm trying, <laughs> I'm intentionally picking some pieces where I saw um, complaints. I didn't have any issue with who really? Anakin was in this. Oh man, that that is probably my favorite part of the series was seeing yeah, Anakin again and him flashing through Ahsoka's childhood as a soldier, like yeah, just how disturbing that is. Um, I don't know if they they were worried about the CGI used for him, and I, I didn't have any issues with that. Um, I thought, I thought it looked it was amazing. Great. The the flashbacks, yeah. the whole concept of the scene. Um, even if you didn't like the some of the CGI in Anakin, I mean, what they're really doing overall, that story that they're telling there, um, is is just phenomenal. And, and some people let some other stuff get in the way. This is exactly what I was saying about Avatar. You know, in the animated series, you can't let the actors don't get in your way because the actors aren't aren't in your face, right? It's the drawings that are drawn to match exactly what's going on. Um, yeah, and if you. Let that get out of your way. Um, the scenes were, I thought, really great. Um, I, I like the flashbacks. That was, and the other thing it was actually these same scenes. Um, people were like, oh, this this show was nothing but fan service, and I was like, well, it's an expansion on a character that we all, you know, grew to love. I mean, technically, so it's all this fan service because who else were right. they playing for? <laughs> like people who like, hate by Star design, Wars? this character <laughs> herself is just a fan service, and I mean, any sequel is fan service of her past. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it fit the story. There was nothing. This it was just it was just great. I thought it was I'm beautiful. really excited about Balin Skull as a character overall. Yeah, and where he seems to be going. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, like that is the stuff to me that is huge, and we're going to, you know, one of the reasons they need to keep going is they've, they've had some trouble lately in finding really good quality new Star Wars stories, and I know that that seems like it's going to be an extension on another old story, which makes sense. All the lore ties together, but where they had him going was the start of a of a great adventure, I think. And well, the story to be seen, which is why I don't. I hope that they don't cut it as well. Same as you said. Again, I think the, the name Skull and Potty were very intentional by Dave Filoni because, you know, we we say Ragnarok and we think Thor movies in the Marvel universe, but you know, deep, this is a pretty deep, moderately deep dive when you say Skull and Potty because you are talking about the actual apocalypse you know, mythology of, of the Vikings. And these two bring it about and, you know, Nordic mythology, which makes me wonder, okay, what is it that Skull's on the hunt for? What's going to happen to, to Shen Hadi now that she's uh, uh, stranded on this planet with Ahsoka? And, like, 
yeah, the, the potential there is so huge for, like you said, a, a new Star Wars story that that could still be, yeah, so epic. The um, but the world between worlds thing, a couple things there. Um, one I want to point out the the artistry and message of it was incredible, especially the, there's a reality to that whole um, concept of Padawans, which every now and then we touch on about. Like why the generation of Padawans that Ahsoka and Barasophie grew up with, uh, and Kane and Jarrus for that matter, um, you know, they're they're we're peacekeepers now, go to war. Um, you know, that's that was their training. And the the scene where, you know, in the flashback in the world between worlds where she's like somewhere around thirteen or fourteen years old in her first battle and sees her first dead phone trooper and they show or I maybe he's dying or I don't know, but you know, he was obviously he's he's on a stretcher, and she just puts her her hand on him. And it's like showing you like this is like this is not good for a child's psychology. Of course, these kids are going to start to get twisted, um, and, or or at least have problems for the rest of their life, PTSD. Um, so I, I love that part that they showed just how emotionally damaging the Clone Wars would have been to the Jedi and and future Jedi. The other thing is. What is Anakin's Force Ghost? Um, because, you know, there are moments where he appears to, to be light side, moments where he appears to be dark side. Is that his Force Ghost? Is it something different because the world between worlds? Like, does he somehow exist there? Like, I love these questions. Um, yeah, because we don't know how he exists there. It's. Well, actually, we, don't, we didn't talk about this. When that happened, when they showed up, and I hate to say this, but I wish that that had been the end of Ahsoka. Was him showing up in the Twin Worlds? Her showing up there with Anakin. Yeah. Um, And the only reason I say that, one, at some point the character has to to have a wrap-up, right, in her story because we don't see her in in the future. Um, Yeah. Unless they're going to fix that somehow, too, which they could in what's coming, but... Well, she's not in the sequel. We assumed that we, we needed her to have a, a, a closing or an ending. Um, and this would have been it. And I thought, I was like, you know, and I knew they weren't going to do it. But in my mind, I was like, at this point, they could, they could show us the other side of the force. Yeah. Um, which would have been a wild direction to take. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't. I just... It was a it was a fun thought that I had, and I was hoping we were going to learn some more there. But it's one of those things. It's it's the mysteries of the force, right? Like we don't know what's actually going on, how they did the things they did, um, and we see the force ghosts interacting in different ways. You know, we yeah. never see Yoda come back. Um, well, Obi-Wan. I mean, we did in the Last Jedi. What's that? In the Last Jedi, we do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't come back and and speak or or, you know, do anything at that point, um, which was oh, at the you end mean of the movie. series. Yeah, yeah, um, like we saw with Obi Wan. Yes, but Anakin's um, was Anakin's was deeper, and it seemed like you know he was like you have a choice. It was one of those, I don't know, all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> that's a that's a, a big callback for some people, but you know, it's like no, there's no way out. Well. You know, you can. Yeah, so that actually, another door that Ahsoka opens 
can all people learn to use the force? That theory has been floating around because Sabine is, uh, there, there's a lot of debate on is she naturally force talented or is Ahsoka trying to take just a normal person and teach them how to tap into the force? And Dave Filoni is actually, was it Dave Filoni or George Lucas? One of them made the statement, no, anyone can use the, can learn to use the force. So it, it makes you, I, I guess it's kind of like the concept of athletics. Anyone like, you know, who's, who's of moderate physical ability can be athletic and even, you know, train and adapt themselves to be, you know, really athletic. But not all of us can be Michael Jordan or, uh, you know, or who's a good sports person. Yeah, overall, I don't, I understand. Dan, yeah, I don't, I don't love it as a, as a, I don't love it as an anyone can can train to be a Jedi concept, you know, like anyone can yeah, train exactly. to be. I like it as a yes, there are there are pieces, so you can have people, you know, when you. Well, have I like people, the idea, like you and I can go out and play football. We can't go play in the NFL. Like the the Jedi or the NFL. Um, right. So yeah, I don't like the idea that you could just take a random person and get them like anywhere near that level of ability. Yeah, but and I've been Sabine... able to explain, explain the Sabine thing away with um, with Kanan. So she was with Kanan for a long time. He might have sensed something in her, um, but for the longest time he wasn't going to do anything with it. And then, ooh, and you know why, right? Was so strong. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, force, that was cool. He was like, okay, we can do this. But then, when Sabine got the Darksaber, right, now Kanan was like, all right, I'm going to train you in how to use this. The concept of a lightsaber or darksaber or anything in general like this um, is is you pretty much have to be Force-sensitive to be able to truly wield it. Yeah. Um, and, wield it effectively, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, not Not to be able to just turn it on and, you know, cut open a tauntaun. Yeah. But, like, that's that's the idea of, like, he was like, okay, I'm going to train you how to use this thing since you have it. Well, that's not really going to fly with, you know, and anybody can you know, learn to use a sword. You can be trained to use that too, but the lightsabers are just different. Well, and, um, and I'm excited to talk about this. Why, like, it's never explicitly really said, but it's hinted at Masoka why Kanan might not have wanted Sabine to be a fourth user. Um, because if you, if you watch the, uh, if you watch, Tim, have you ever seen the show Rebels? Rebels is awesome. Ah, if you watch the show Rebels, y'all miss that, right? Um, if y'all, if you watch the show Rebels, you know Sabine's backstory is, ex there's, there's some pretty disturbing stuff in it. Um, she was, you know, she was a, a, a genius at creating weapons, and she created a weapon that would kill anyone wearing Beskar when it was turned on. Um, and the Empire got hold of that and used it to wipe out, you know, Mandalore. Um, and so she was living with that guilt and, and that pain. Um, she was ostracized from Mandalore society for, uh, you know, to a large degree because of that. Um, it's one of the reasons she's, you know, a hero on Lothal, but, you know, not so much among the Mandalorians. The um, and the concern was that this is someone with like 
you know, they didn't want Anakin. They, they debated on him becoming a Jedi because, you know, he had a rough childhood. Well, his childhood was nothing compared to Sabine's, really. Um, I mean, he lost his mom, yeah. Sabine lost her entire planet and people. Um, and so the idea was that, you know, we know that Jedi can cut themselves off from the Force. And it might be that she had done that not knowing she ever had a connection to the Force. It just was a natural you know, self-defense instinct that happened in her. And Kanan was like, Before yeah, it's Kanan a thing. did it. Well, yeah, maybe so. But I love this theory that Natsuki's too damaged. It's, we're, we're, she and everyone else is better off if she never does tap into the Force. And Ahsoka comes along and throw a wrench into this. It's like, you know, I don't know. There aren't any Jedi left, really. Maybe Sabine is at heart a good person. So maybe we can trust her to do this. Um, so maybe that's why she'll eventually be a good Force user, as she always was, but because of her childhood, had just been cut off from the Force. Um, I don't know. I, I see. I, I love all this. Uh, the the Ahsoka show opened up so many doorways, yeah, you know, al alternative doorways in the Star Wars universe. Um, we still haven't even talked about the witches. Um, then moving to a different galaxy altogether. Um, yeah, I, I, the the Death Troopers. Um, there's some great great stuff in in the Ahsoka series. Any other topics you want to talk about with Ahsoka? Like, do you, do you want to talk about the witches a little bit, or uh, more about the? Um, and I, I figured we'd finish it with uh, speculation on what Balin Skull was looking at. Um. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't think we need to talk about a whole lot more. Um. Of course, if anybody has any specifics they want us to talk about, we can do. And we've done it before, but we can do another re-release of. Um, a Dathomir history because that. Yeah, we, nice we've learned more um, yeah. between oh. between this and between the game that came out, Jedi Survivor. Yeah. So, with all of this, there's a lot that can be talked about. Um, uh, so we can yeah. we can come back to them. Um, I did want to talk about Ezra real briefly. Um, yeah, because I really liked the portrayal of his character. I liked the way that they went with it. Um, the actor they chose fit into the well and into the role pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, I thought he was the perfect Ezra. Yeah. Like, it never even, like, like the Sabine actress at first, I was like, okay, I guess that's Sabine. Even um, even the Ahsoka actress, uh, Rosie, um, yeah, Dawson, Rosario Dawson. Um, it, it took me a minute to get used to it, but then once I was, I was. But then it was like, no, that's Ezra. Yeah. That, that was just how it was for me. Um, so, yeah. You yeah. fit it very, very well. Um and uh, I liked I liked the story with him. I liked him, um, you know, having found a place. Yeah. For himself, you know, you know it really, it really fit who Ezra became. He he has a better story than Luke does. Um, he has Luke's... a better story than almost anyone. Yeah, like in Luke being all <laughs> like. Well, I mean, like, then you know, I don't want to spend yet more time bashing on The Last Jedi, but, like, so many people have said, you know, that's not my Luke Skywalker, because he's just a sulky old man, um, you know, not doing anything when he started out as a guy who wanted to change everything. Um, Ezra, you know, is unable to get back, but, you know, his power is still there, his skill is still there, 
he still has the attitude of I'm, I'm going to help them whoever I can. Um, that's, that's how I wish they had showed Luke to be, you know, maybe cut off for some reason, but still wanting to help people wanting to, you know, you know, make things better instead of like, no, I'm just going to sit on my island. Um, yeah, like even if they had, even if they had gone back and had him on some random planet where he could have been found, but he wasn't actually fully hidden away like he was. Like if he were on some planet doing some strong deed, but had still separated himself from the force, if that was his purpose or what, like anything. Why, to keep why, why be rude to Ray and stuff like that? That that's what I mean. Like like Ezra, you know, he's he's he's. Excited to see Sabine. Um, while he's got this new life, he, it doesn't take very much to convince him, hey, help us fight the, the Empire and Thrawn. Um, I, yeah, that seemed more like how Luke should have been to me than... Well, of course, it seemed like how Ezra would have been. So, like I said, the character just worked for me. Yeah. Right. It, it was a really natural progression from the, the character we saw in Rebels. Um so yeah, I love Ezra. I I did I love seeing the the Night Sisters, the Witches of Dathomir, and and live action. That they were creepy and they were awesome. Um, and my daughter was super excited about that. Although you know, we've been doing the Star Wars thing so long that when um, the Night Sisters episode came on on Clone Wars. My daughter was so young that she couldn't watch it because we started watching it and they started raising the dead in the Clone Wars cartoon and she's like yep. she's freaking out. And I was like, all right, let's 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 skip this episode. Um, and then they showed it live action. I went to visit my daughter when um, uh, Revenge of the Sith and Anakin turned to the dark side and then Anakin got melted. Right? Yeah, like, that's. That is kind of harsh for for a young, um, but yeah, it's funny that yeah, this story has been going on long enough that my daughter's now you know old enough that we're watching this together and we're watching live action zombie stormtroopers. You know, that, yeah, that was excited cool. about it together. That's we were we're in the process of uh, we're in a Lord of the Rings fix right now, so we just finished The Hobbit and um, the first Lord of the Rings movie. So. Different, when they cut open the, the the goblin's stomach. That was uh, that was the rough part I remember from the Hobbit movies. Yes. But, um, I guess last topic. I mean, I guess we we, we might want to say something about Thrawn himself. A lot of people like had some criticisms of how he was portrayed because he, you know, he seems kind of ragtag and out of shape and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I thought that was pretty obvious why. I mean, the guy's literally been stranded for, like, 20 years? Or yeah, something like I'd that? Or not that long, but... Storm was fine. Um, the Chimera, it'll be, his it'll ship be, was it'll be badly in how damaged. He, it, it'll really be in how his character is portrayed in, in what's coming next. Um, if this actor does a good job of portraying Thrawn in, when he's actually back and, you know, getting back to who he is and who he's supposed to be... Yeah. Then we'll find out. There's not enough here to, to really make a judgment on the character because the character, like well, like you were saying, is is going to be a little off right now. But he will he will jump back in, so we'll have some raised expectations for Thrawn. Um, yeah. As we get into, you know, the uh, any upcoming series or the 
more specifically the I assume he's going to be the focal bad guy of the movie. Yeah. And people are complaining about kind of the silliest stuff about, like, well, why'd the Star Destroyer, you know, have to wait while the ring came out of orbit to pick him up? Why not? And, like, if you're just watching, you can see the Star Destroyer, like, half of the engines don't work. It's falling apart. Like, I don't think it could leave the atmosphere. Um, that's why the ring had to come down because they're like, oh, they just did that so, you know, to give the Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka time to get there. And I'm like, no, that there's actually a story reason. Like, there's a reason he's stuck there. That the Star Destroyers have destroyed. Um, but and then of course we see them loading up all the boxes. And what do you think the boxes are? The, the, so that was uh, that's one of the big mysteries is like what the cargo is that he was all adamant about you know make sure the cargo is loaded before we go, and uh, they they look like coffins so a lot of speculation that they're just another form of like the zombie troopers. Um, I wonder if they're not dead night sisters um, because that was the last defense of Dathomir was using dead night sisters. And obviously, this planet that they were on, which I can't remember the name of right now, um, had a Force temple on it, and uh, a strong Night Sister presence on it at one point. Of the, I had the impression that that was the where the Night Sister cult originated from. Not Dathomir. Was it called? Peridia. Uh, Peridia. Okay, that sounds right to me. Um, but I got the impression that maybe that's where their cult actually originated from. Um, so we're, we're talking about like ancient, ancient force stuff, which takes yeah. us to the end of the episode. You see the giant Argonoth, yeah, since you're in the Lord of the Rings mood, you remember the Argonoth, don't you? Mm-hmm. The giant statues that uh, show when you're entering Gondor. And a lot of people saw that comparison. The statues, so we see the one of the last scenes is Balan Skull standing on the outstretched arm of these gigantic statues that are pointing towards a distant mountain. There are three statues there. Um, two of them are clearly men, one of them an older man, one of them a younger man. And then there's a third statue that's badly damaged, and it's, it's not clear what that statue is. But you know the theory behind these statues, don't you, Tim? Oh, yeah, the father and the brother and the sister. Yeah, so this ties right back to them. Whatever direction you want to go with that. What some people call the Mortis gods. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I've been, yes, Dave Filoni was big on that, you know, part of that storyline and the Clone Wars. And, you know, so hopefully, I I would love to see more Mortis stuff come up. Um. And that that definitely seemed like a big nod towards, you know, we're going to explain Mortis in long action, uh, what the father and son and sister are. Um, Yeah, that would be cool. So super excited for, uh, you say movie? It's not a season two, it's a movie? What's that? Uh, Ahsoka. No, well, there is a, no, 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 not Ahsoka. I don't think they've announced, I don't think they've officially announced a season two for Ahsoka yet. I could be oh, wrong about that. That's sad. It's not. Well, and don't forget, like, where is Ahsoka now? We didn't mention that. She's um, stuck. Yeah, she, yeah, she was stuck on her Columbia, and Sabine, um, or whatever. Yeah, they're still on that planet. So. Whereas Ezra actually made it back. Oh, it's in development. Okay, so season two is coming out at some point. 
I would hope so, because that was major cliffhangers. Um, yeah. That was just concerned, uh, confirmed in, in January, so. We also don't know what happened with Shin Hadi, because she and Skull break up, like, well, in separate ways, but not entirely sure why. So my guess is that Hadi, she's going to be the one uh, to really kind of be harassing and the main enemy that Ahsoka and Sabine have to deal with on the planet, like, it looks like she's going to get a band of, like, uh, you know, marauders together, because I saw her leading these marauders um, in the last scene with her in it. And then... Yeah, she, you know, bailing... she looks like... She seems like the kind of character who's going to have a redemption at some point. Um, oh, I don't think so. I think she's going to be the big baddie. Okay. I think well, if, be... if anything, Balin might have redemption, but, I, yeah, I see Hattie as being the main protagonist. Balin would have, and obviously it's all in our eyes, but Balin would have redemption in our eyes, I think, more than in the story overall. Like, he's he's got one primary purpose, and I don't know if it's... Well, I guess it did seem like it was the... Maybe his only way to beat the Empire was to be with... Well, he wanted power, is what he wanted. And it, it, the right. same twisted reasoning that, you know, Anakin had about, like, I want power so I can bring, you know, order and security to my new Empire. Um... Yeah, that that was Balin's motivation. In other words, yeah, he wanted the right thing in the wrong way, um, which was Anakin's big problem. Whereas Palpatine was just jerk. Um, he wanted power for power's sake because he wanted, you know, he, he liked yeah. power. Um, whereas Hobby, we don't know enough about her. She doesn't talk much, but uh, nah, she seems like she'd be. Uh, like, she looks like she's raising a little army, which means uh, Ahsoka and Sabine's life on that planet might get real hard. And Skull yeah. just looks like he's checked out of the game altogether. He's on his own mission. He's doing his so own mission. So we'll thing. see. Yeah, and if she, becomes, if she becomes a full big bad, like, she seemed like she just didn't care about anything in the in this first season. Um, um, I didn't get versus... that. I... I got that she was actually a fairly well-disciplined apprentice, her, considering it was a Sith relationship. Right. I, I don't even mean that. I mean, she didn't... She was given a job to do, and she seemed very... Um, the word's not nonchalant, but she seemed very... I think very, I know what you mean. Like, like what, we don't really know what motivates her. Like, we know right. Balin wants wants to tap into the most raw form of the Force so he can become super powerful. And, you know, Anakin wants, you know, to figure out how to keep his life alive, and then failing that, he wants, you know, power and, and vengeance. You know, yeah, we, we understand most of these characters' motivation, but we don't know anything about her. Like, why she would want to be a Sith to begin with, and or any of that. Like, what, you know, what anger issues this, this lady's got. Because <laughs> I assume all Sith have to have anger issues. <laughs> but, yeah, probably. I mean, it's... <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's a, almost an hour of Ahsoka talk. Um, maybe at some point we should go back and do a little bit of recaps on individual episodes, because I'm sure there's some really cool stuff that we missed. Uh, not the least of which was Ahsoka getting the Blade of Talzin. Awesome nod to Mother Talzin. Um, yeah, that was cool. Um, but... Can we move on and talk a little bit about the Bad Batch expectations and maybe just Star Wars expectations in general and then wrap? 
Yeah. Um, so, gosh, where are we at the end of Bad Batch Season 2? This was a, this was a real, real, real uh, tough time. So, Omega, who is, uh, who is, of course, one of the clones, the younger clone. Um, oh. I, anybody listening to this knows this. Nobody's listening to this to find out. Unless you're listening for the first time, um, go back and listen to our actual Season 1, Season 2 recaps of Bad Batch. And watch Bad um, Batch. But Omega, at this point, has been captured. Yeah. Omega is in a in a she's with Nalase. I don't remember yeah. where if they said Cameron Marin, who uh, actually does seem to care about her but has also been forced to do these experiments on the clones. Right. Um yeah. and after a mini redemption uh Crosshair is is also clearly there. Um yeah, and, and not yeah. doing well. So that's where that's where no. those two characters are: um, Hunter and Wrecker and Tech. Not Tech. Hunter and Recco and Echo. Yeah, yeah. Um, are captured, in right? desperate search for her, or you know, have just lost Omega and Tech. Oh, yeah. has fallen. Yeah. Um, and that's really the extent of what we know. Like, uh, what was his name? wasn't Rampart. That was the other guy. Um, um, are you talking about the Imperial Commander? Who was... The Imperial Commander, yeah. I thought it was Rampart. That's why no, I remember. Rampart was the other one. Rampart's the one who started the Stormtrooper program. This is a, this was a different guy. Um, I'll try to think about it. But anyway, when the, the commander was talking to him, um, when the... I lost my train of thought on that. <laughs> Um, when they took her to the base and he told Nella Sue, like, hey, you're going to actually keep doing these experiments or we're going to kill the kid, essentially. Is that, what, yes. is that the guy you're talking about? Uh, the guy who was in the meeting with Tarkin and them? And uh, Saul Guerrero shows up and tries to blow it up and, of course, ends up ruining the Bad Batch's chance of, of taking out the, the high-level guys. Yes. That, that made me so much hate Solo even more. There's, I, there's some things I really like about Saul Guerrero's character, but he, and I mean, this is actually a sign of good writing in that he's a very real kind of person. Um, he He's very hot-headed, and in real life, these are the type of people that you see in these rebellions that, like, you know, that they care more about, like, inflicting violence than they do about actually sitting back and thinking through what, what the best idea is. And I do, again, it's a sign of good writing. Saul Guerrero is clearly a little bit crazy. Like, he, he's not all there in the head, um, which is why he's so unpredictable. But in this case, he's infuriating because Bad Batch has this great plan to take out some of the high leadership and um, the Empire, and Saul Guerrero just screws it up because he wants to blow up a few TIE fighters and kill a few stormtroopers. Right, to do um, his little... He's, he, he wants the right thing, but he's very short-sighted. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's... I think it's... Uh, uh, yeah, he just so summarized what I was trying to say, yep. Um, yep. The, the commander was Hemlock. Or the, the, okay, good name. And he was the that's one who brought Socrates. back... He brought Tex goggles and threw them at Hunter's feet. Yeah. And said, yeah. this is all that was left of him, right? Which, you know, that's not all that's left of him, right? Like, regardless of the outcome, 
yeah. didn't fully disintegrate outside of the goggles. Um, so either they found those goggles and he is on the loose somewhere. That, that's what I mean, see. but I'm not 100% sure he's dead because why not or he's produce been, an image of the body yeah, he or could, something? He could, have, he could have died or he's on the run or they captured him. Yeah. Right? And, and they're treating him like crosshair. And they did a really so. I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna kind of weave in and out here back to the to the trailer. They did a really great job with the trailer. I haven't watched it. Um, we don't. There's nothing spoiled in it, and yeah. that's a big problem with trailers now because it was like a two minute trailer, and a lot of movie trailers you're like, oh okay, really know what's coming here. Um, and they did well, a really I'm really great job of not it. spoiling anything in this trailer. We don't know where anybody's at. Um, they don't mention. Well, they mention tech, but they don't. Maybe they showed him fall again, uh, but they don't. They don't show him at all after that. So we don't. We really don't know what's going on with tech. He could end up in this facility where, like you said, Crosshair and Omega are, and yeah. the other clone girl who's there now, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. So it's a uh, it's a really interesting spot to leave it. And it's one of those where, you know, there's a lot of times in these movies where you, something happens to somebody and you're like, oh no, they're gone. And for us, we're like, oh no, he's going to be out for a couple episodes. <laughs> like, that's the feeling that I have about tech right now. Um, yeah, for some reason, I feel like he's coming back. Although when I saw this, the scene where, you know, we think he, he might have died, I it didn't hit as hard as uh, you know a certain scene in Rebels did, but it hit pretty hard. Yeah, that's I swear that's the most emotional moment in all of Star Wars for me is uh, is that Rebel scene. Um, that like, was a more than any movie, more for, than for film and television mm -hmm. in general. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's up there, um, and it shows up like on on, on social media, like Facebook or something, like or Instagram. It'll show up in reels, just that one scene. It's like, no, not again. I don't want to reload this again. And then I watch it over and over again. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that's... Uh, well, I'm excited. As soon as we finish recording, I'm going to go watch the trailer. Um, so the storylines that they really need to clean up there, and I'm, or at least I'm hoping that they'll, they'll address, is what happens with this cloning tech. Because I, I mean, it might have something to do with, uh, you know, Grogu's origin, because we know the Kaminoans were involved in that. Um, it might have something to do with Exegol and, you know, the, the Rise of Skywalker movie with the uh, with the cloning facilities that the Emperor had created. Um, you know, we know that uh, uh, shoot, what's his name, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character in Mandalorian. Um, Moff Gideon, he had his cloning facilities where he was trying to clone himself, but with force powers. Um, I'm hoping Bad Batch is going to kind of be the keystone to bring all those storylines together. Well, say, that's okay, gonna be, I, I think so too, because they said one thing where Nalase says, the thing you want isn't possible, right? So there's it's something more than just the cloning. Um, which, which is likely a specific. I'm thinking it's a specific transfer of of consciousness. Um, yes, is what and even is what they're attempting. Like, not only will you clone me to a younger me, but you're also going to move my neural pathways into this being, and that's where I'm going to live now. 
It's either that or the ability to clone force powerful beings like Grogu. Or the force Grogu beings, yeah. Clone. Um, yeah, which, which, you know, they still up saying in The Mandalorian that that was uh, Moff Gideon's goal was to create clones with the Force. Uh, meaning they had the Force when, you know. So, well, and this kind of goes back to the question about Sabine. Like, can anyone use the Force? Well, clearly some people are more naturally adept at it, no, no matter what the answer to that question is. Um, yeah, so, again, I... To go back to my sports analogy, like, can we clone, can we make a clone of me, but with the athleticism of Kobe Bryant? <laughs> like, that's, that's what we're talking about. Like, me, but, like, you know, supercharged. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, that's where I'd like to see that storyline go. I'd love to know what ultimately happens to Omega. Since this is the final season of Bad Batch, um, I do hope that there's some sort of time jump or something and we see where she fits into the larger narrative of the story. Because age-wise, she's about the same age as Luke and Leia, isn't she? Am I doing my math right here? No, because Order 66 happens. Uh, no, she would be about 10 years older than Luke and Leia. Oh, Omega. Sorry, I was... Yeah, Omega. So I'd be curious to know where she was... Like during the events of A New Hope and and you know Return of the Jedi, like with the you know destruction of Second uh, um, Death Star and all that, um, or you know yeah, where she is a, during the thing, Mandalorian. Yes, when they when they specifically announced that it's the final season, um, and you know they're labeling the season the the last fight or the final fight or whatever they've said, like everything seems very definitive. Everything seems very ending with this series. Um, so to me, it feels like a, and obviously they could tell more story about the characters later on, but it sounds to me like they're intending on wrapping up these characters. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense that the Bad Batch themselves don't survive, at least not much longer. Uh, otherwise, we would have seen them in, like, uh, Rebels or something like that. Um, right. But we don't, so, and... You know, they do have the aging issues so that they, they wouldn't last much, you know. Like, they might still be around during this Battle of Endor, um, well, but they, if they so, they'd be really old. They were already debating settling down. Um, this is another crew yeah. that, you know, we've talked about this with a lot of Star Wars characters, but this is another crew that could that could bow out of the big battle. Which um, we saw rested for a long time. Yeah, and, and they're a big, and it's probably for the same reasons. Yeah. One of the things that we loved about about Bad Batch is how often they use um, their stun setting on their blasters. Um, even against conscripted, they're they're stunning them, not shooting actual blasters at them. Yeah, they're doing everything they can to not kill anyone. Um, right to the other clones or even the stormtroopers. Like they're really, it's, well, they're... it's interesting to see that because that would be a good reason for them to bow out. I mean, that's a that's a horrible battle to have to go through in general. Well, not, not to get too political or anything, but um, it seems to me a nod to, like, uh, Vietnam veterans or Afghanistan veterans in the United States. Um, a lot of, you know, people feel like the, the soldiers who served in those two wars, you know, they those wars were just ended and turned out to be pointless, really. 
Um, you know, the Viet Cong and the communist government eventually, they, they took over Vietnam because we just left. Um, right. The Taliban retook Afghanistan because we just left. After all the, the blood, sweat, and tears, these soldiers were just used as basically political fodder, meaning, you know, it made this politician look good to send them, it made this politician look good to bring them home. Um, and meanwhile, they're actually out there shedding blood, and the clones are like the ultimate, even though now we're moving back into fiction, are the ultimate example of just soldiers being used for political purposes, because the, the whole clone war, we know, is, you know, just to get Palpatine in charge. There, there's literally nothing to fight over there. Um, it's all just created. So yeah, them becoming disillusioned with uh, with fighting and serving as soldiers, it, it's yeah, it's a very powerful and it's it's an I, I like it. Like it, this is a a very real kind of story, and and that we we have seen this happen in real life, not just in the you know fiction. This betrayal of of what the soldiers fought for. So yeah, they. Yeah, them wanting to bow out and just be like, you know what? What was it Denzel Washington said in the movie Glory? Ain't none of us clean. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe that's how they feel, and it's time to just get out of the war altogether. Well, um, if you liked the length of episode one of season one of Bad Batch, which was about an hour and 20 minutes, if I remember correctly, it was a long, long episode. Um, I think we're going to get about the same on Wednesday, they've announced three episodes. Right on. I'll drop immediately. I need to look that up. Um, uh, good to know. Well, wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Especially because... Uh, um, actually, now that you... Because they mm -hmm. started doing that 9 p.m. release for their shows. Oh, uh, that's a great question. Because I was about to say, I actually am off work on Wednesday. Me and my daughter both... Uh, Unfortunately, my wife has to have uh, some some minor surgery, uh, an injury that's got to get repaired. So nothing nothing dangerous or too bad, but we are taking the day off so that we can be with her and take care of her. And it wouldn't hurt, to, you know. Also, watch an hour and a half of Bad Batch. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of which, the the fifteen episode it's fifteen episodes overall. I think the reason they're dropping three right away, the last one will be on May first. So right oh, yeah. before, right before the the weekend of May the fourth, um, mm -hmm. and whatever else is happening around there. So, I don't have a time. Well, we'll see. I can't, I can't find. Well, hopefully, uh, I, I mean, obviously, we're not going to record again before then because it's only two days away, three days away. Um, but yeah, we'll you know. This we'll find out, and then uh, I guess we're going to wrap up. Our next podcast, we'll probably be talking about those episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, very good. So, you got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, call it? I think that's most of what I've got today. Yeah, this, this is a long podcast. We're, we're well over an hour already. Um, right. Just want to say again, thoughts and prayers are with uh, Papa Bear and his family. We love you, Papa Bear. Um, I can't wait to, to visit with you and check in on you and see, see how you're doing. Yeah. Um, other than that, we'll, we'll have to lift a lightsaber with him at some point. Yeah.
All right. Well, I guess that's it. So what do we do at the end? I forgot. It's been so long. I'm Jim. I'm Tim. And this has been... Our Certain Point of View. Point of View. Um, May the Force be with you. This is the way. Always. We've spoken. We've spoken. Yeah. Finally again. I I can bring you in warm or I can cut this recording off. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. I gotta find the button. Audio 1.